0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Toxic Mom Podcast. This is episode five and this is about King Hill. As always, I encourage you to follow my Instagram page at Toxic Mom Podcast. If you are a person that needs a visual like myself, that way you can see who I'll be discussing and stuff relevant to their case. All right, so King Hill was a two-year-old toddler from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, who was reported missing on July 8th by his stepfather Marv Reese. Marv Reese was supposed to return King back to his biological mother, Amber Hill and he received word from a woman he hired, Tiana Parks, that he knew fairly well that she had dropped off King to his mother. He then contacted the mother, Amber, and Amber immediately disputes that. So he contacts authorities. And I also read that the mother did as well. So spidey senses, quote unquote, went up when Tiana Parks, the babysitter, reported this information and it it just didn't sound right and it wasn't part of the plan. So if you're wondering the connection here, Reese, the stepdad, that's what I'll call him for this podcast, and Mom, mom, Amber, they have a child together. But obviously King is not his biological son, but it seems that Reese had a strong connection with this little guy and he would often get him for days or weeks at a time. So this wasn't anything unusual between the two of them. So the police come out and investigate. They get statements from all three parties involved and very early on, they did make it known that someone wasn't telling the truth but they all were cooperating. Um, So the police felt they were being put uh, on a wild goose chase. After weeks and weeks of looking on July 20th it was announced that King was presumed dead And the babysitter, Tiana Parks, was arrested and she was being charged with his murder. I will read off the charges that she was given because every state is different with how they word things, even though some of these cases are similar. But this is what Tiana Parks, who is 24 years old, is being charged with, and her picture is up on the Instagram page. She's charged with murder, endangering the welfare of children, interference with custody of children, abuse of corpse, making false statements to police, obstruction of justice, and tampering with evidence, and she is being held without bail. The family was notified. I believe the day before that he was presumed deceased. So this was not something that they heard on TV. They they did go there and alert them that this was what was found, and they were going to do a um, a press conference. So, as always, we will pull back the layers to these case to this case because no case I ever report on is. You know straightforward so i will play a little clip from a press conference that was held on i believe this was held on the day that tiana was arrested
1: on, uh, on july 8th at 8 30 p.m a missing person report was taken at the operations room of the 24th police district This report was made by Mr. Marvin Reese, the stepfather of two-year-old King Hill. Mr. Reese informed authorities that he had dropped off Toddler Hill to a babysitter that he identified as Tiana Parks. Approximately two weeks prior to him making the report. Mr. Reese further stated that he had spoken to Tiana Parks and that Ms. Parks had told him that she had turned the toddler over to his mother, Amber Hill who had been in the company of an unknown male that was armed with a gun. And this took place somewhere in the area of 31st in Montgomery on July 7.
0: Okay, so I'll stop it there. So remember what I said that Tiana stated she dropped King off to the mother. So that's what he's referring to. And now Tiana, when she's being questioned, she says she dropped him off and the mother was there accompanied by a man with a gun. So now, obviously, it's taken a little bit of an interesting turn. And as you also heard that detective state, Marv gave King to Tiana in June, approximately two weeks before he went um, missing. In that time, he did get pictures from her and he was FaceTiming. However, in an interview he did a couple of weeks ago, he said she started acting strange and the FaceTiming stopped and the pictures stopped. So he started getting a little bit of a gut feeling that something was off, but he didn't know it was this off. So I'll play a little bit more from this interview in a minute. So... Now we um, learn that Marv hired this woman. This was not an unknown woman to him or King. There have been pictures on her social media webpages of her with King at various times. So he was not in the company of a stranger. He knew her and Marv or Reese obviously trusted her or he wouldn't have left this little guy in her care. And again, she had him for two weeks and Reese did not see him physically in those two weeks. So he clearly trusted her. So here's a little bit more from what that detective said at that press conference.
1: According to Mr. Reese, he has known Tiana Parks for several years and Parks oftentimes assists him in caring for the toddler. An intensive investigation into the whereabouts of King Hill was immediately initiated by the Philadelphia Police Department's Special Victims Unit. Other units within the Police Department also became involved, as well as the Pennsylvania State Police and various entities within the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Ultimately, this investigation was reassigned to the Police Department's Homicide Unit once it became apparent that King Hill's babysitter, Tiana Parks, may be directly responsible child's disappearance. To date, the body of toddler King Hill has yet to be recovered. On Sunday, July 19th, an arrest warrant was obtained for Tiana Parks, charging her with murder and related offenses in reference to the disappearance and presumed death of toddler King Hill. Ms. Parks was subsequently taken into custody at 12:45 a.m. this morning.
0: Okay, so that, again, was the same day she was arrested at press conference. Um, There have been lots of questions being asked as far as where was the biological mother during all this. And um, I got a couple of emails in regards to this with things being said about the mom. And one thing I will not do is repeat gossip which a lot of times happens with cases like this. People come out of the woodworks with all this information. I got four emails once I announced I was doing this from anonymous sources with screenshots and, and whatnot. And I am not in the habit of reporting gossip because gossip um, can do a lot of unnecessary damage to someone. People have lost their jobs over gossip. People have... Um, lost their reputation and so I'm not going to speculate or you know assume but clearly the mother Amber entrusted Reese with her son and Reese entrusted this babysitter who as you heard this detective say for several years and nobody ever expects for stories to end this way so I'm not going to um, read things that I got. So if you are one of the ones that sent something to me and you're wondering why, if it didn't seem like it was factual or if it seemed like it's just unreliable, I'm not repeating it because again, this is an ongoing case and you never know who's watching these podcasts or excuse me, listening. And you know, it just creates a lot of unnecessary chit chat that that's going to take away from the facts of the case. Um, The grandmother did make a statement before, um, King was presumed dead that she and her family had never heard of this babysitter. So this was a new name to her and her daughter, Amber, and Amber did go on her Facebook page live and she made a couple of statements. I'll play a brief clip from that, um... And so here's
2: that. People ask me I get through my day. I get through my day thinking my son is alive. He not with me, but I'm gonna get him back. Uh, it's kinda hard. It's really kinda hard. Um, but I noticed, like a lot of people can't relate to what I'm going through because a lot of motherfuckers don't know how it is to have their kids out of their sight. Like a lot of pig mothers are like full time mothers, you feel? Me? And it's like you got your kids with you. But when you got a type of agreement, it's like do and think no stuff like this will happen, you feel? Me? So it's kind of fucked up on my part because it's like answers this than what I've been getting like the fucking God, the, the detectives that was been, been working on this case it seemed like they not working with me like they working against me and that's like not against me but they working against they this is their job. They had they study they study on detachment. So they don't wanna be my friend. They don't want none of that shit. You feel me? They basically fighting for my son so they can, you know, basically <laughs> close the case, everything's good, get all the answers they need, shit like that. That's their job. Me on the other hand.
0: Okay, so that was the mom speaking and she clearly was upset. You know, she felt that the police weren't on her side. And I think that was because initially they didn't know who to believe. Um, they did not know who to believe. So that's probably why she got that feeling. So this case is um, ongoing. There is a preliminary hearing scheduled for the latter part of this year. Things are often pushed back because it looks like this was supposed to happen already, but it has been pushed back. Uh, And now we're in the middle of a pandemic. So a lot of things with court are being pushed back. So again, this is ongoing. And as you heard the detectives say, they have no cause of death. They don't know where he was killed, when he was killed, how he was killed, nor do they know where his body is. So some people are thinking that he might still be alive. But they said that there's cell phone evidence that he is deceased and there is nothing out there as to what was on the cell phone that they found, but whatever they found, they feel it was enough to arrest and charge Tiana Parks with his murder. Mom and her team did set up a GoFundMe page, uh, so they could have a memorial service and a balloon release. They were asking for $10,000. Um, so I remember seeing that. Um, mom did make statements, You know, on TV that she entrusted Reese with his care, and now her son is gone, so she feels very betrayed by this. And um, he did an interview recently on a local news station where he sort of broke down the timeline. I was a little surprised he gave an interview, but then again, I think he just wanted the facts known because there's always chitter-chatter behind the scene with cases like this. So he did an interview, and he did state that he knew her, Tiana, for a while. He gave um, King to her. He was supposed to clearly get him back, give him to the mother, but that didn't happen. And he made known that she was acting very odd. He would, like, go to her house, and she would say, oh, I'm not there, you know, stuff like that. So... He had his spidey senses go up, but no one ever would think that it would uh, result in a murder. The police suspect that um, he was deceased way before he was reported missing by Reese. And they will, of course, figure that out once court comes. So... Lots of things will come out in the next couple of months with this case. And she, again, has remained quiet. She has not said anything. And I don't anticipate her to say much because she is in a lot of trouble here. So before I conclude this podcast, I will read something that I thought was very interesting. This was written by a reporter who did some reporting um, on this case. And I will read what he wrote because I thought it was very powerful words. Okay. He wrote about two weeks before he reported the child missing King's stepfather, Marvin Reese, put King in the care of 24 year old Tiana parks, according to police. On July 8, Reese realized the child was no longer in Parks' care. Reese reported him missing. Police, with the assistance of FBI agents, discovered cell phone video confirming the child was killed. Parks now faces multiple charges, including murder and abuse of corpse in connection with King's Hill death. I can't imagine the suffering the family has endured, and I won't add to their anguish with criticism of their actions. I am, however, praying for healing during this difficult time. But more than just praying, I'm reflecting. I'm thinking, I'm hoping that this will be a turning point for Philadelphia's black community. King Hill, like every child in our midst, was everyone's responsibility. He belonged to all of us. And now that he's gone, the best way to honor his memory is to care for the next child, to nurture the next child, to stand for the next child, to love the next child. Doing so requires time and giving that most in Philadelphia's black community are working hard to make ends meet, time is a luxury that some of us can't afford. However, we must make time to build more than our individual lives and careers. We must make time to build community and children are the building blocks of substantial communities. At a time when black people are endangered by the stark realities of systemic racism, we can no longer be caught in a vicious cycle of mere survival. We must endeavor to actually live. Our children are the key to doing that because they are the only part of us that lives on. Houses and cars are not our legacy. Cash and careers do not define us. Awards and degrees do not capture who we are, however our children do. We must love ourselves enough to work together for a better community and love our kids enough to leave communities to them. That requires us to step outside of ourselves and our own circumstances it requires us to be vulnerable enough ask for help if that means we must go to another parent to help us when we need resources or advice concerning our children we must do that if it means we have to listen to our elders as we fight the battles they've gone through so be it if it means we have to lean on each other during a pandemic that cost our community millions of jobs, then that's what we have to do. All of that begins with learning our neighbors' names, looking out for each other's interests, and abandoning the individualistic outlook that leaves our children vulnerable. I believe protecting Black children requires all of us because Black lives and Black love and Black kids, they matter. That was written by Solomon Jones on July 22nd, 2020, and I read that and I thought it needed to be said in this case. So, as I always end these podcasts, do you think Amber Hill is a toxic mom? Give me your feedback, Podcast at gmail.com, and we'll chat soon.